Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today. Should be back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Hello. A lot going on over the weekend. Man, Trump hauled in some cash, didn't he? How about that, huh? I wish he had a running tote board like the telethons. <laughs> I mean, the, and like, man, you're, you're going back a ways, man. Well, like he'd pop up on social media and go, let's check the totes. Hey, new, a new record. And everybody throws confetti in the air and. Over five million, over six million. That's a million, lot of money, man. Over seven million, he over eight million. Thank you. Yes. How much on merch? Was it, I mean, the merch alone has to be millions. Um, I know just in the 48 hours after the mugshot, it was already over seven million, and it's growing, I think, pretty man, much oh every man. hour. Um, Friday alone was the highest grossing day of the entire campaign. Isn't that something? Yes. So a lot of people, of course, talking about the mugshot over the weekend. I know a lot of the Sunday talking head shows were going over this. We've never seen this in history. And there are actually people in this country that may vote for this man. They just can't believe it, can they? They can't wrap their head around it. They just can't. No, I don't think so. Why do you think that is that they can't wrap their head around it? It's the elitist garbage people they hang out with. The only associations they have are with like-minded people. They live in a bubble. It's insulated from the outside world. They don't know what people in the Midwest or the South are even thinking, ever. No. It's elitism. It's, 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 it is actually elitism. They don't know. There's no finger on the pulse of anything else in America besides where they are. It almost seems like with every indictment, there's certainly a group of people that thinks less and less of every other indictment. Like, it's just throw anything yeah. at the wall, see what will stick. And there are people that are just, no, I'm not going to hear any of it. Well, what was the strength of Donald Trump? The strength of Donald Trump was us against them. Very much so. I mean, that's the way it is now. It's even more so now. Yes. I did see this piece. This was the Washington Examiner saying it's time for several Republicans to quit the presidential race. Oh, stop. Keep them in there. It's more fun. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Who had fun the other night watching that debate when you got Asa Hutchinson rattling on and on and on. They'll give up eventually. I mean, it won't be long now before somebody starts folding tents. I mean, it won't be long. It's like you're starting to get somewhere in the debate. Yeah. Okay, and some back and forth. Well, hold on just a second here. Let's hear what Doug Burgum has to say about this. Oh, snooze fest. He doesn't have a chance. (laughs) Let's go. And by the way, the whole point of that piece with the Washington Examiner is not to say everyone clear out for Trump. It's that some of you have no chance and it's kind of a waste of time now they would say okay DeSantis is still in it Nikki Haley who I will say David or Scott David's not here um you were right she had a good night as far as the after uh, debate polling every occasionally I get one right yes not very often but occasionally I was wrong you were right yeah um not great no but it, she went up a little bit enough where they would say, "Yeah, she's she should stay in the race." She's jockeying for a VP gig. But a lot and of I think people believe that. Yeah. And then you know, Mike Pence. I think Mike should bow out. To be honest, yeah. um, I'm like the color beige, though. <laughs> God. 
The thing about Tim Scott is the most curious. I did not realize how much money was behind Tim Scott. Mm-hmm. And apparently those donors were very disappointed because he just sort of blended in mm-hmm. during the debate. Um, so I don't know what the play is there. I mean, I don't, you know, you got that much money behind you. And he's usually good, you know, like either in an interview or in front of people. He just didn't cut through the clutter of the no, debate. not the other at all. Night. He was a non-factor. So like, okay, got another shot here, but you better make a difference the next debate, right. it would seem. But some of the others, the Chris Christie's, come on, please. And some people will say, well, you know, in New Hampshire, he's third right now. Okay. That dog's not going to hunt long term. Not long term. No. It just seems to be sort of a waste of time. Um, As far as DeSantis, we can get to this audio a little bit later. Um, Did see on the morning news shows today, like Good Morning America and the Today Show, talking about what happened in Jacksonville over the weekend, the racially motivated shooting, and that DeSantis was there at a prayer vigil, and they were talking about how he was booed. Okay. <laughs> I know I know how this plays, but go ahead, yeah. Okay, a little bit later, I'll play audio in context of what was going on right. and what the Democratic rep came up and said, and then how NBC and the Today Show framed that. That's right. It's so freaking dishonest the way they do that. Yep. Just so tired of that. Um, but we can get to that a little bit later. This story seemed to sort of fly under the radar. You tell me if it's a big deal or not. Now, I happen to see this at Daily Wire. The CDC removes the COVID vaccine adverse event reports from website. You know, I didn't know they'd done this because I don't often go there. Oh, I don't um, either. And I read that piece, too, at the same piece you read. Yeah, it's shocking. It's really shocking. Why? What's the reason behind that? Are they giving a reason behind that? No. Of course not. Um, they just quietly stopped collecting COVID-19 vaccine adverse events on the VSAFE website earlier this summer. Uh, the website reads, thank you for your participation. Data collection for COVID-19 vaccines concluded on June 30th, 2023. What? Yeah. So, as the story goes, instead of displaying data collected from the mRNA vaccine, the CDC website redirects users to the Food and Drug Administration's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, website for adverse event reporting. Um, And then it's quoting Dr. David Gortler, Brownstone Institute fellow, formerly served as senior official and advisor for the FDA, had reported this change and then questioning why they removed it. Yeah, I'd like to know, too. Does this mean that the CDC believes that the mRNA COVID-19 injections are so safe that there's no need to monitor adverse event reports any longer? Mm -hmm. What is the argument against continued monitoring, especially since the vSafe website was already up and paid for? It doesn't seem to make sense. No, it makes no sense, no. Well, it does in case because they're covering something up, I'm sure. It's just another example of why people don't trust these institutions anymore. It's like, well, what do you have to hide? And if there are adverse effects to the mm-hmm. vaccine, don't you want people to understand this and understand the risk? And this is why so many people have become so cynical. I agree. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're starting to hear all this noise about, you know, we might have to mask up again. You know, there might be another lockdown. Somebody that told sort of me thing. the name of the new variant, by the way. Have you seen that? I have not. BS 24-7. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, it's it's marginal. It's, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the cynical people are like, well, the Pfizer stock is down. So, of course, we got to have something different here, mm-hmm. which yeah. means new sort of vaccine, because this old booster is not going to do it for you. You're going to have to get something else, blah, 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 and here we go. So, you know, keeping an eye on that. Definitely a sad day to learn that Bob Barker had passed Golly. away. Golly. Yeah, I, I, you know, can I just, I'll say something, because this is true, particularly people my age, maybe your age, too, okay. that on sick days from school, Bob Barker was our friend. I'm with you on that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, The Price is Right was on, right? It was. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it was on before I even went to grade school. It was on at the house. Like, I can remember, like, being four years yeah. old and seeing The Price is Right. But you got a, you got a sick day. You lay there on the couch or something, and you have Bob Barker on TV. And it's interesting. I mean, you feel, I feel like I knew the guy. You know, you do. You feel that way about people who are on TV that long. Yes. And do you know Bob Barker's politics? I don't. You know what? That's the thing. I don't either. I know what he was passionate about. What? He was spaying and neutering animals. He was oh, a big, big on that. Huge animal rights guy. Yeah. Yes. I think he was his entire life, yes, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. Now, were you a part of that, too, at that time, or did you become sort of an animal not later? I mean, a lover of animals later. <laughs> Probably later, yeah. Okay. I always appreciated what he said, you know, that he advocated for it. He was, didn't you know, hit you over the head, but every show ended with... Spay and neuter? Spay and neuter your pets, you know? Wasn't there a backlash to that, though? That's what spaying was inhumane or it something, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Coming but, from the same people who are okay with changing the sex of your kid, yeah. Yes, exactly. But don't spay and neuter your pet, because that's really grotesque. Yeah. My point is, I don't know if anyone knew his actual politics, which made I don't him know loved either. by so many people. I assumed he was from California, he was probably liberal, but I don't know that. How many people going forward will be loved by everyone because it's so polarized? No one. No one. Is there anybody else? I mean, else? this is the end of the line of that of that particular person. Same thing with talk show host. Nobody knew Johnny Carson's politics. Yeah. You know? And he kept it out on purpose. Yes. But, you know, he made fun of everybody. So, but, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, that's a really wild thing to think about, but it's true. The other thing I got to ask, and your brain may not go where mine goes. You think of Bob Barker, you think Price is right. What's the second thing you think of for you? Probably the animal thing. Yeah, Yeah. the animal thing. Yeah, definitely. I can't help it, man. I think Happy Gilmore every time. Well, yeah. And I'll never forget the first time I saw it, how hard I was laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Just wailing him. Yes. Happy was playing like crap. Bob wanted to win. Of course he did. The whole thing, man. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. The taunting and the whole thing. You like that, old man? You want a piece of me? I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. (laughs) Yes. One of the best ever, man. Ah, Rest in peace, Bob Barker. Yes. Now you've had enough. Right. (laughs) bitch <laughs> still okay much to get to news update and philly had their 13 mile naked bike race over the weekend Woo! all coming up right here all right the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp he's out today hopefully back tomorrow there's scott robbins 
So a lot of talk over the weekend about Trump being indicted and the mugshot and all of that. Yeah. Not a whole lot of talk about Joe Biden. Very little, actually. But there's a lot going on. Yes. Okay, and this is deep in the weeds stuff. Okay, in the end, guess know this. In September, impeachment could be moving right along for Joe Biden. Because <laughs> this house of cards is starting to collapse. Uh, Devin Archer. That mean if that name means nothing to you, he's the one that was Hunter's business partner, and he has started talking. Okay, not good for Joe. Um, now it's come out that Devin Archer had met with then Secretary of State John Kerry just weeks before that investigator in Ukraine, Shokin, was fired from mm. looking into the corruption with Burisma that Archer and Hunter Biden were on the board for. What does all of this mean? It means that Joe was using his influence, okay, and it was illegal, absolutely illegal, and he's lied about it. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as getting this prosecutor fired, he did do that. He bragged about it. We played the clip I don't know how oh, many yeah. times. Yeah. You're not getting money and aid, Ukraine, until this guy gets fired. Well, son of a bleep. They he was fired. fired. Yes. Um, by the way. That prosecutor, Victor Shokin, he did a whole interview with Brian Kilmeade at Fox. And he's willing to talk. By the way, uh, he almost died because someone uh, put a little mercury in his food. Yeah. He, would, he specifically asked them to hold the mercury, too. But yeah, they yeah, didn't do it. No, they didn't. Because they wanted him dead. Yes, they did. And so then Kevin McCarthy... Speaker of the House, he was uh, talking about that as far as impeachment. There's a lot of questions still, and to be able to get the answers to these questions, you would need impeachment inquiry to empower Congress, Republicans and Democrats, to be able to get the answers that the American people deserve to know. I've had Democrats now tell me that they're very concerned because they back this president based upon what he told America, and with each turn, we find that is not true. <laughs> okay. Are you buying what he's selling there? That he's had Democrats come to him and no. tell him this? No. Like, uh, hey, we, just in good faith, they, we believe, Joe, right. that he was telling us the truth. Please, Mr. McCarthy, get to the bottom of that, would you? Because we want to make sure that we're not standing up for someone that's lying. We wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I want the receipts. Name the names. Who came come to on. you? I don't believe it. That, that's one of those people are saying. And you, you, then, then you ask people, well, who's specifically saying what? They're well, not. they may be it just saying. It sounds better when McCarthy says it that way. Like this is bipartisan. Well, it may be that you have Democrats talking to McCarthy. Uh yeah, we've had some real concern here. Meaning, uh, we know Joe can't get past the finish line. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're going to act in front of the American people like, see, we just want to know the truth here. If if our president has lied, we want to know that. Yeah, they don't care about that. And Gavin Newsom, he's ready to pounce right in. Oh yeah. Although Bernie Sanders is like, hey, get in line. Not your turn yet. Well, so Bernie's, this is fascinating. Bernie's a, a few years older, so, you know, he's the senior member. Well, there's talk about him wanting to make another run at it. I don't think he, oh, gosh, well, I hope, I hope he does. It just mucks things up. Didn't he learn before? Listen, it doesn't matter how much momentum you get. The power brokers of the Democratic Party are not going to go along with that, Bernie. They need control. And you're mm -hmm. just a little wily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just kind of a nut. I don't think they're going to go for that.
So keeping an eye on that. Uh, it was the uh, nude bicycle ride in Philly over I saw the weekend. That. So you did see the story, or yeah. the story I sent you? I no, I saw this. Well, I saw the story earlier this morning. I wish I hadn't have seen it. Well, you did. Yeah, trying to unsee it really. Um, and I know they do this in different cities, they and do. it's all about body positivity, right? Do you have to do that? Is that something necessary? Well, you got to dip those seats in a bucket of sand when you're done, Ooh, because buddy. man, there's something happening there. Yeah. Well. And I would suppose, you know, some people might have this sort of idea. Well, if you were younger and you're a little crazy, hey, you know, why not? Mm-hmm. But if you were doing that, the whole reason why, is it really body positivity if you were a dude? It would go to see people. But you got to do it, too. That's fine. But what I'm yeah. saying is the payoff's not there when you look at these oh, pictures. Gosh, that are blasted, no. And it may be pixelated, well, but it's look, nothing that you want to see. Man, <laughs> Nobody with that's toned and taut and smoking hot is going to get on the bike naked and ride with these <laughs> flabby people. It's not going to happen. It is. It is like the old cliche of the nude beach. People go and they're it like, is. you don't want to go. Right. It's it's not anything like you thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Well, I was afraid some of those men were going to get something caught in the spokes. It was <laughs> Oof. hanging a little low. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess in my mind, somewhat related to that, I saw this piece online talking about common situations that we find awkward. Oh, I got a lot of those with me. Yeah, go ahead. Really? Like if a stranger asks you for directions, is that awkward? Yeah. For you? Because I'm directionally challenged. I don't know what to tell them. And they think I I'm, I'm just don't want to talk to them. Okay, if it's like, say, it's somewhere in a town where you know exactly where the building is they're looking for, does that, is it still awkward? A little bit, because I don't trust my own inst- I don't trust myself with that. And the guy will end up being lost, then he'll be pissed, then he'll come back and kill me. Maybe today we should just call it the couch day. Just bring the psychologist I, I'm just in terrible at giving directions. Li- I'm not good at it. Live. Yeah. Just do the reading live. That might be good. You don't have an app for that, dude? Really? <laughs> All right. News update and what's your story straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial. He's out today. Back tomorrow. The sexy boomer right there. Scott Robbins. Okay, so this awful racially motivated shooting in Jacksonville. Terrible. It kills three people. And so, you know, you're seeing the coverage of this. And I see this on NBC. It was on the Today Show. Gabe Gutierrez reporting, and this is what I see. All right, roll it out. Prayer vigil, Governor Ron DeSantis vowing to provide more security to Florida HBCUs, but facing boos from the crowd. DeSantis has faced backlash over efforts to change black history education in public schools with new curriculum standards, including a controversial provision that some slaves develop skills that could be used for their personal benefit. So that is means they develop skills uh, in spite of slavery, not because of slavery. Meanwhile, authorities. Okay. What's your reaction to that, Scott? Garbage. Why? Because the he, Ron DeSantis didn't write it. He had nothing to do with that. African-American scholar did. If you. And the... the to imp- make the point, they overcame. Yes, overcame it. And the skills that they learned, they then transcended themselves into 
being viable members of America who, you know, take, took that skill set and earned a good living doing it. Well, and, and the whole teaching is how awful slavery was. Yes. Okay. And I've noticed legacy media do this time and time again. They always do this. That they're trying to, quote, whitewash it. That it really wasn't that big a deal. That's not it at all. It's so dishonest the way they go about that. And so I saw another clip of it actually happening when DeSantis was speaking. And when he was introed again at this prayer vigil, and he's introed. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is here. We're going to ask the governor if he would come now and bring remarks. Okay, so he comes down. Well, thank you for doing this. I want to just say to the councilwoman, councilwoman, I got you. Don't worry about it. We've already been looking uh, to identify funds to be able to help one make sure there's adequate security for Edward Waters College. We are not going to allow these institutions to be targeted by people. We and then he's interrupted. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when he said, uh, Councilwoman, he was talking to Jacoby Pittman, who had spoke before DeSantis got up there. And so <laughs> you listen to her come up and speak. Do you think it would have been a good thing for NBC to put this in the report? That in a time of unity, what you want to see with people, that this woman was attempting it? Because they missed a big part of the story, in my opinion, by not putting this in. Okay, listen, y'all. Let me, let me tell you, we finna put parties aside. Because it ain't, it ain't about parties today. A bullet don't know a party. So don't get me started. Okay, Jacoby is nice, but Ann is not. Now, if the, if, the, if the governor wanted to come here and he bringing gifts to my community, y'all know I'm taking the gifts because we've been through enough already and I don't want to go through no more. Now, y'all, y'all just be quiet just a minute and let the, let the governor say what he going to say and we're going to get this party started. You hear me? Okay, let's do it. Wow. Did you hear that anywhere? No, of course. I heard it for the first time right now. Okay. Please. Sorry. But I heard the other report more yeah. than once. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound like four people. Boo! Boo! I mean, it's not like there's overwhelming chorus of boos raining down well, on Ron DeSantis. The other part, when you're actually watching the video, mm -hmm. you can see most people standing there listening to whatever it is he of has course, to say. Yes. And then he goes back to it. So you know. we have already identified... Uh, funds from the state of Florida. We're going to be I've been in touch with Dr. Faison. Uh, we're going to be announcing uh, some stuff tomorrow morning, uh, which I think will help not and only with security. Goes but on with a statement. It's totally unacceptable in the state of Florida. Talking about what had happened. We right. are not going to let people be targeted based on their race. Uh, we are going to stand up and we are going to do what we need to do. To make sure that evil does not triumph in the state of Florida. That would have been nice to see that on a clip. But, oh, no, they're not going to do that. We got to paint this guy in a bad light no matter what. <laughs> they're really freaked out by him. It doesn't matter, yeah, Scott. No. It doesn't matter who it is. Well, I, I, okay, I take that back. Well, no, it does matter who it is, yes. The bigger the threat, the right. more they're not going to shed any good light on that person. It, it, it's just so dishonest. The reporting is so ridiculously dishonest. It really is. It. I mean, it, and they don't care. They don't care. They just do it over and over again. They don't care. It's, it's part of the mission for yeah. these people. I mean, I think they really do believe, you know what? 
if it's that party, that represents evil and we got to fight against it. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. I mean, you have that congressperson there saying, hey, it ain't about party today. We've got to come together. I remember when media used to celebrate that sort of thing. We've seen it through time. Sure. Not anymore. Not anymore. Golly. Yeah, that, that was just pretty sad to me. You don't remember when he reported on the Nancy Pelosi break-in at the House, and he reported it accurately, and they, they booted him out for re-education camp or whatever, Miguel Almaguer. Yeah, and who knows what was really true? I don't know, I know. that we'll ever know. We'll never know. And and something like this, they just allow to happen, which is completely, uh, you know, misrepresented. Oh yeah. I mean, that's being kind about it, but you know, he'll be no punishment for that. That's great. You're doing your job. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that part of the show may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention, Scott. What is your story today? Well, I love American ingenuity. I love American ingenuity. Uh, you know, Americans see a problem and they fix it or find a way to benefit personally from the problem, right? Yeah. And we've done this forever. There were 60,000 reports of rat activity in New York City in 2022. A 102% increase. So far this year, there's been 39,000 reports of rat activity. So what do you do? When you got an out of control rat population, you got rats dropping on people on the subway, walking down Golly. the street and going up their legs. I mean, it's crazy. Well, Kenny Bulwark took a look at it and went, you know what? I got something here. He realized that people were coming to New York City. Oh, sure, they want to go to Broadway and do other things, but they also want to go see all the rats. So he organized wow. a tour. No. Yes, late night rat routes. And he brings and people pay and they go through there and they go see the rats. Luke Miller, another guy of Real New York Tours, adds a stop to Columbia Park near Chinatown for tourists with a yen to watch the little vermin run around. Does the tour go in a circle? So it's like round and round? (laughs) Stephen Piercy is your host. Uh, He said the rats are like the new celebrities in New York City. Wow. So everybody comes in, and the press too, they all want to see what's really going on. Now, he credits the pizza rat in 2015 with the help in gaining popularity. Remember that rat who would run around with the pizza, the big hunk of pizza in his oh, mouth? that's right. <laughs> they had like a billion hits on, on YouTube. Yes. Rats are New York City mascots, said Bulwark. People want to see them for themselves. We just found a need and we're providing a service. <laughs> Teach the rats to dance and do like the kicks like the Rockettes. Yeah. That would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can't do two. It's not two for Tuesday. You can't do a double shot of rats. It's rats. against the law. <laughs> who, Sorry. Who gets to play Willie Loman in Death of a Rat Salesman, huh? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, gosh. Uh, for my story today, I uh, wanted to bring this guy because I know it might affect your viewing. It might not. I'm not sure. Uh, it's been well documented on this show that for years now, you've enjoyed watching The Bachelor. Well... I suppose you could say that, yeah. It's the truth. It's not must-see TV, but if, if yeah, you watch it... I do, I have watched Year after it. Yes, year, I have, and yes. then talk about it. I do, I love the journey, okay. Jamie, because everybody's on a journey, you know. Been an incredible journey! <laughs> and Every it's time. good for their soul, yes. their ambiance, yes. Uh, did you know that the producers have admitted to tormenting contestants to make them cry? Really? An ex-casting director. Oh, Marky Costello said contestants were very carefully chosen. Uh, said, well, she just went through a breakup. She just got over anorexia. 
She's been a bridesmaid 15 times, but never a bride. Whatever it is, um, somebody's going to bleep somebody on day one. Or she's a virgin and she's never going to bleep. That's the reality. They want to know what's going to happen in that house. And so, yes, they just pinpoint whatever it is with that person, and then they just go right after it. Holy cow. Yes. The producer said they would learn contestants' backstories and, quote, wield them like a weapon. <laughs> is this one of those things you kind of know that it's it's happening, but you still enjoy watching it anyway, like a train wreck, Scott? I got to tell him a little surprised that they poked the bear like that to get him to cry. They said, we had a lot of tactics on how to get a girl to cry on camera. Everyone had their own shtick. You had to go for their hot buttons. Their dad left them when they were eight years old. They were left at God. the altar. And that's how you want it to be on The Bachelor. It's I just urban. figured you'd want to know since you've supported the show for so long. Urban Meyer, one of the producers. <laughs> <laughs> Break them down. <laughs> no, but I did watch part of that Netflix series. It's great. The Florida Gators, man. Oh, yeah. That's the holy smoke. Daddy O. Yeah, if you haven't seen it and you have Netflix Woo. and you're interested what it was like oh. as far as the first week of camp, holy smokes. He yeah. wanted to weed them out, didn't yeah. he? Yes, he did. If you were weak at all, you were gone. Man, talk about finding the soft white underbelly and just poking at it, and he did it. But for The Bachelor, check this. Contestants who didn't cry enough got the boot. Wow. Now, see, that surprises me. Man. I mean, I know, I realize it's 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 all sorted and all that. I know it's a ratings grabber when they start weeping, particularly the men. (sighs) I can't take that. Yeah. I, uh, when they I, get booted in their limousine, then on the way home and they're crying, I really thought she was the one. You I know, thought I, we had a real connection. <laughs> she was part of my life's journey. Yeah, I know. I've been waiting my entire. I like the way they do this too. I've been waiting my entire life. They're like twenty-four. Shut up. Your entire life. Apparently, season four contestant Kelly Joe Higgins said that alcohol was used like a truth serum yeah. on the ladies. And said it definitely played a part in some people either being more comfortable in front of the camera or willing to share more. It's just all kinds of wrong, man. But keep enjoying it. You like to enjoy other people's misfortune. That's why you like to eat that show, whatever it's called, where they eat eat couch cushions and all that stuff. That's fun stuff, too. What's that show? Oh, they've got the, uh, I can't think of the name of it now. Yeah. yeah, the my ba- addiction, yeah, crazy, the, my kooky addiction, addiction. Yeah, behavioral addiction, or some kind of thing. Someone married a Ferris wheel or something. Yeah, yeah, you were talking well, I, about that golly. Was, that one, I, I got. I was a little teary-eyed watching them get married. That was a hell of a ceremony. Did you go on a Ferris wheel dating website after that or something? I, saw, I watched the wedding. Of course, it was very viewable. All right, we got to get to a news update. I love you, Ferris wheel. Straight ahead. <laughs> Goodness gracious! The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out today, back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Well, there's a March trial date set in Trump's D.C. 2020 election case. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it sure is. That's the case brought by Special Counsel Jack Smith Mm -hmm. regarding the 2020 election. Um, Set by the District Court Judge Tanya Chutkin. March 4th, 2024. Gosh, damn, right smack dab in the middle of primary season. Hmm. This will be interesting. Where does this go from here? So this places that case ahead of the trial currently set for May 2024 in the Florida Classified Documents case. 
So the story goes, and this is from Red State. Additionally, the state court case filed by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, which I think most people agree is Please. a joke. Not serious. Um, over misclassified business records is set to begin March 25th. Whew. Although the judge reportedly has advised the trial judge in that case that the D.C. setting may conflict with that. So is that D.C. telling Alvin Bragg, hey, our case is going to take precedence over you? Sounds like it. Little guy. Yeah. Just so you know. Fly buzzing by my ear. Get yeah, away. get in line. Yep. So, okay. So then you go March and, March and then May. And then you ask yourself the question, hey, hold on a second. Um, what about him running for president here? There's a campaign. I mean, there are going to be motions filed, you know, citing that. Oh, yeah. What a mess. Well, liberal states are going to try like hell to get him off the ballot. I mean, off the ballot completely. That, that's just going to make him grow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to become bigger. Okay. Yeah, they, the Trump's team had tried to say um, April 26th. They're not going to go for that. And then you take a step back, and I don't think any of us really know. Is the whole goal to just cause chaos? Is it to really get him out? Is it to have him out there so that he's the one only to then lose because the game is rigged? You're trying to figure out what exactly is the play from all this happening all at the same time. Hmm. I don't. Are they failing to understand that every time they do this, something like this? I mean, he just gains in strength and popularity. I mean, they delay a trial until smack dab in the middle of the primaries. I mean, come on, man. I understand, but if they make it so he just cannot be president, and you've got no one else to vote for, isn't that ultimately what they want to do? Keep themselves in power. We're going to see some weird stuff, man. Oh, because I, I mean, if yes. he starts winning primaries, and you're right smack dab in the middle of primary season, and they convict him. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see stuff we have never seen before. Yes, and I've seen some different polling that would suggest, hey, his strength is not what it appears to be as far as the I, polling. I've seen. A I don't know that, that I buy that for I a don't second. Either. I, I don't. I. Jeez. That the amount of people right now yeah. in the polling that say Trump's my guy, they are open to other alternatives, but they want it to be him. Could they switch somewhere along the way? I don't know, man. For a lot of people, I just don't see that happening. But, you know, we'll see. Gosh, dang. Yeah, never seen anything like it. What a free-for-all that's going to be, though. Holy cow. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on this. Because then you've got other lawyers filing motions. And, I mean, do you need, like, four sets of lawyers for all these different cases? Yeah. I mean, it is a lot for one person to keep track of. I I don't know how they do it. I don't either. I think that's honestly part of the whole plan against them. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. He's out today, by the way. Back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. There's a lot going on. Okay, so the Trump January 6th trial is going to begin March 4th. In case you were wondering whether it was political or not, it is. Uh, when the GOP primaries are going on. Yeah, of course. And that's the Jack Smith case. Right. If you're keeping track. And then the New York case with Alvin Bragg is after that. And then there's another one in May. And that is the Florida case. Thank you. Man, you're keeping Mar-a-Lago. track of this. Good for you. David's not here, man. I'm wow. doing the best I no, can. No, that was well done. Yeah. I mean, it's just nuts how that all that's going on right now. And I was getting the update on my phone, and then some nonsense started playing. Apologize for that. It's all right. Not only do you have that going on, but you have Biden facing bribe accusations. There's not as many Americans that know about that as they do about Trump mm-hmm. and everything that he's facing. Because a lot of times it's obviously not covered by media. Right. By legacy media. Um, I mean, conservative media is on it. And, I mean, Brian Kilmeade had this whole interview with Victor Sorkin, who was the prosecutor, looking into Burisma. I mean, this gets deep in the weeds. The company that Hunter Biden was on the board for, and it's the company that Biden was protecting when he told Ukraine, uh, if you don't fire this prosecutor, by the time I leave here, you're not getting the billion dollars in aid from the United States. I'm trying to remember what their reasoning was for wanting him fired. At the time, At it the was, time. well, this is a dirty prosecutor. Okay. I mean, they're trying to root out corruption. <laughs> so so they were just I- implicating him as being just a bad guy, just a bad, dirty prosecutor. Yes. Not had Nothing to do with Hunter, of course. But, no, 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 right. no, no, yeah. no. Uh, no. And the owner of Burisma wanting an inroad into the United States. Nothing about that. <laughs> I mean, they, they interviewed Hunter, and they looked at him and listened to what he had to say and said, I know this guy's got no experience in this sector, in the energy sector. But we see something in him that's going to help put us over the top. You know, sometimes He's going to make our business successful. Sometimes this energy business, you have to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, we realize he doesn't have a clue as to what he's doing, but maybe we need more people like that in our company. Please. <laughs> Please. And then to find out that Devin Archer, Hunter's business partner, yeah. also with Burisma, met with then-Secretary of State John Kerry just weeks before that prosecutor was fired. That's right. And uh, all, What, all this a dink? Yeah. It's just, and know. the fact that 20 to $30 million, we know for fact, flowed into the Biden family. But Joe got none of it. No. Just from Hunter's hard work, and he was good enough to share with family. That's well, what we're led to believe. Okay. That's, that's what family does, Jamie. What a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> all the way around. So it's a matter of time, and word is uh, when they all you know get back to town in September... That's when impeachment talk is really going to heat up as far as Joe Biden's concerned. So we'll see. We'll see exactly what happens. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Burning Man is kicking off over the weekend. I don't know if you heard about that. That's the big uh, festival, correct? Yes, sir. In California. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you got people coming in from all over the place. Uh, apparently... <laughs> There was a little kerfuffle there with some climate protesters trying to stop people from going into Burning Man, saying, hey, these Burning Man people, they say they're all about the environment, but they're really not. 
and we're here to protest. And so they're setting themselves up in the middle of this busy road to get there. Not allowing people to come in. Yes. I see. Okay. And, you know, I'm trying to play the parts that don't have any F-bombs. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, To to give you an idea, they're setting up. I'll try to paint the picture. In your mind, if you're seeing just a highway like out in the desert, that's kind of what it is, and you have these climate people that are trying to set up this barricade across the road, and this one lady is going to chain herself to it, well, you've got now this long line of cars, and people are like, what's going on? We've been driving for a long time to get here, and now what's what's the holdup? And it turns out it's these environmentalists, and there's you know a little back and forth that happens. Wait for the cops. No, the cops are coming. They're right over there. Right now, baby, lock in. Well, she says, right now, baby, lock in. It means you chain yourself up. Okay. Because no one's going to run over us or anything right. like that. And you got people saying these people are not letting us through. And so there's, you know, yanking, you know, equipment back and forth between these people. And... This is a democracy. We have a right to protest. Yeah. Get the cops. Get the cops. Get the cops. We have a right to protest. Okay. Okay. So I don't know exactly what they expected. They said, go ahead. Bring the cops. We want the cops here. And they've got their banners out there. Um, abolish capitalism. Capitalism is the reason yeah. uh, that the, the environment is what it is. Has nothing to do, I guess, with China or India or anything else. It's the United States and their capitalism, climate change, whatever. And so they say, wait for the cops. I don't think it went like they thought it was going to go when the cops got there. Because as you see the cop car uh, pulling up and they've got their little thing in the middle of the road with their signs that are built up, cop car, boom, right through it. And they're like, what? What just happened? Now, the climate nuts, they can't figure this out. Because the cops are there like, no, we're not playing this game, and you're, we're going to arrest you. And they don't understand it. So they like, get down on the ground, and they're not playing. No. It's not this, well, can we just have a conversation about it? <laughs> nope. Not at all. We're cuffing you right now. And all of a sudden, the one woman you heard before saying, all right, lock in. Oh, her spirit is broken in a hurry. I guarantee you. Get out now! Get out! On the ground! All of you on the ground now! Get on the ground! We're not violent! Get on the ground! We're not violent! We're not violent! No, you're holding up traffic. You can't do that. It's against the law. And then she's really broken. There's no weapons at all! We're environmental protesters! What did she say? My what? Is we're environmental protesters. Prote- okay, environmental protesters. All right. Yes, we're not violent at all. No, no you're stopping people from driving through. Right. And uh, it leads to violence. And by the way, capitalism is right on the other side of you guys because we make millions on Burning <laughs> Man. So this crap's going to stop right now. Well, yes. This is a group called Seven Circles. Hmm. They claim that the annual arts and counterculture festival goal of being carbon negative by 2030 is insufficient to tackle the pressing uh, crisis. You people at Burning Man, your goal is 2030. We need it now. Yeah. And you don't recognize it. So, yes, they're very upset. Well. Yeah, it did not go well. a puddle of tears there at the end. Very much so. (laughs) 
By the way, you can help paint the picture. It's the lady on the bottom there. I'm passing out like I'm handing out an assignment with the picture. Lady on the bottom there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Got the hat, the shades. Yeah. Yep. More attractive than I would have thought. What do you mean? I mean, I I was expecting, you know, nose ring, pink hair. Yeah, she looks like she could have been on the bus in the movie Almost Famous. There you go. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Very much. Very 70s-esque looking yeah yeah not violent at all just environmental protesters With the round but you sunglasses on. problems yeah. for everyone There's no i don't care who you are you're blocking a road i know get out of here abolish capitalism <laughs> look at because of the united states you're right not of the all these other countries in the world yeah <laughs> done nothing that's one of my favorites, the abolish capitalism. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because, um, you know, if we, ha- if, we do, if we go back, to, if we go to an authoritarian uh, type situation, you're not going to be allowed to lay here on a road ever, okay? <laughs> Don't know if you saw this story. Uh, the mayor of Los Angeles, uh, Mayor Bass. Oh, yeah. He said, hey, we haven't invited anybody into our city. We're a sanctuary city, but I don't remember inviting anybody since, like, June. Well, I... I Neither is anybody in, in El Paso, Texas. They didn't invite anybody. <laughs> oh. What's, yeah. what's wrong with you? Saying, you know, I told Governor Abbott of Texas that no more. Don't don't send any more here. Okay? And then guess what? It's almost like, thank you, sir, may I have another? Because Governor right. Abbott sends another bus. Well, of course, he's, he's out of room. There's no room at the end there. Nope. And, you know, it, for somebody like Abbott, what are you going to do? You said you're a sanctuary city. Your city council just voted to make it a sanctuary city. Absolutely. And so they sent another bus. Yeah, as soon as she complains about it, one, another one rolls into town. And, I mean, that's just part of it. This, in a way, is what you asked for. And I think from, you know, Arizona and Texas putting the pressure on these liberal mayors to finally say, Biden, you got to do something about this, but nothing ever gets done. And you got Mayorkas... You know, Department of Homeland Security. The border is secure. Well, I mean, you know, you didn't invite them formally, I suppose, but you did declare yourself a sanctuary city. Isn't that an invitation? Pretty much. I mean, I would think so. That's inviting people, isn't it? Well, the whole thing is this. Like, you come here, you won't have to worry about it. You have these exasperated liberals saying, hey, they can't take anybody else. Right. No, right. Exactly. Which is exactly what these states have been saying forever. Exactly. They do it by yes. design. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's sort of what happens. That's what you get. Well, it's like everything else. I mean, you vote to defund the police. You don't get any police. You get crime. Yep. You bitch about the crime then. Well, you voted for this. Yes. You voted for Bass. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you saw this. Um has NASCAR gone woke? I don't know. I always worry about that. They have no clue who their audience is. I don't know, man. We we can get to that in a few. And there's another question out there. And you being a cat person, I suppose we'll ask you. Can cats talk? I mean, it's a, in a language that you can understand. Because um, this whole thing is blowing up online. Yeah. That they say the cat is saying, um, Mom, where are you? It just is a cat make a noise to me. But people are like, no, that cat is saying, Mom, where are you? Because it's like wondering where its mother is. Have you actually heard it? Mom, where are you? 
Mom, where are you? Mom, is that what the cat yeah, is saying? Yeah, it sounds like that to me. It does. Yeah. All right, you're officially nuts. All right. Mine say, Dad, I don't want to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> the cats want to watch baseball at your place? Yeah, right. They say, God, strong game. No Bachelor. Oh, my gosh. People are insane, man. Oh, stop it. All right, news update. And is NASCAR woke? Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's no weapons at all. We're environmental protesters. We're environmental <laughs> protesters. You chain yourself to the road, basically. Yeah. By the way, the other part of that story, uh, we talked about it a little while ago. Uh, this is you know, environmental <laughs> crazies trying to stop traffic before people get into Burning Man uh, in Nevada. That's also... A tribal land. They were trespassing. You can't do that. Oh, yeah. Cops shut it down. We're like, but they're not violent. It doesn't matter. No. You're breaking the law. There's a lot of money at stake here, and we're going to lose it if you freaks continue to chain yourself to the road. So we're going to move you right now. You can't do that. No, it's not allowed. Something that's not supposed to be allowed, but has been done a few times. We've talked about it. The likes of Best Buy and Liberty Mutual, Bear. And now NASCAR. Diversity internships. What? Okay. Saw the story at Daily Wire. Uh, NASCAR offers a paid diversity internship that excludes white people from applying on the basis of their race. Stipulation a constitutional uh, law. It's been talked about many times. Uh, You just run right over it. I'm looking at this. Sorry, yeah, the requirements. Uh, Being a member of one or more of the following races slash ethnic minority classifications, black or African-American, American Indian or Alaska Native, Asian, Latino or Hispanic, Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander. Uh, Be currently enrolled in an undergraduate or graduate degree program or be considered a recent graduate who has not completed their degree before the fall of the application year. And it goes on from there. You know, imagine having a product that just has too many fans. You've got to lose some. You've got to do something to uh, to shear off because you just got too many people. We need to lose some fans, and let's do something completely stupid to alienate our base even more. Boy, you got to believe, though, this is all the DEI stuff and the ESG, and you will follow these rules, and you're going to do these things, or you're not going to be in good standing, and that's going to cost you in the end a whole lot of money. Jeez. I mean, it'd be different if you had a track record of this working for people. Doesn't matter. I guess. People with all the money, their goals is to change the world, and this is the way they do it. Freaking defeatist attitude, man. You see with hockey. I know. Still. It's crept into everything. It's blatantly illegal. Why are they against fun? I guess because they're about money. Well, I know, but it's like if a company was making more money... Then they adopt this and make less money. It says NASCAR's diversity internship program appears to be part of a broader company campaign called Drive for Diversity, okay. which also includes race-based mentorship programs. The pit crew development program, for example, is described as a comprehensive training program for aspiring minority and female pit crew members. So I think if you're white and female, you can apply, but white and a dude? So sorry. Can't do it. Hmm. It's, 
What? Their audience is white dudes. <laughs> that's their audience. I mean, have you ever been to a NASCAR race? I mean, for crying out loud, that's what it is. You've been to a few. Well, and they were, were drinking Bud Light up till a year ago. <laughs> I mean, it, it, again, Bud Light lost track of who their audience was, too. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me. If, if you want to do something like this, that's fine. But you announce it, you trump, you trumpet it. We're really progressive. and I mean, I don't understand. Why would you do something like that? Again, it's about ESG scores. I guess it is. I mean, there must be more involved in that than I know because yes. it doesn't make any sense fiscally to me. All these things that haven't made sense. You look Jeez. at it from that point of view. Yeah. And you also have a lot of people that have gotten onto boards that are pushing this stuff because it's their religion. Yeah. It. It's crazy, but yeah. it's absolutely happening. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, in David's absence, Scott, what is the biggest story today, in your opinion? Well, I think we're learning about the trial dates of Donald J. Trump landing smack dab in the middle of the primaries Mm -hmm. as being uh, not politically motivated at all. Um, Yeah, this is going to disrupt everything. Yeah. It's either A, going to make him a clean sweep for Trump, or B, it's going to destroy his chances of becoming president again, which, of course, is the objective to begin with. All right, so we'll get an update on that. Hey, do you remember the story of the kook with the Z-cup prosthetic breasts in Canada, the How teacher? How could I forget? Yes. Who would hire that person as a teacher again? No one. They did? Oh, come on! Oh, yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get to that update and your what reaction coming do? up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today, back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Some people are already wondering, okay, who should drop out of the race as far as the Republican field? There's not a lot that have a chance. There might be only three or four that are really in this thing. So does Asa Hutchinson still need to stick around? Probably not. He could throw his 0.5% towards someone else. Or Doug Burgum. Yeah. Does Asa Asa even have 0.5? I don't think so. I I thought he had a blue Tarski. I think it's a blue Tarski for both of them, actually. Well, Burgum might have some. I mean, there are some people that like Burgum. Like, he's kind of a folksy, nice guy. That's fine. You know, of course, he's not electable at the big stage, no. Yeah. People in his state love him. From everything I've ever heard. Oh, they they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's only so much time during a debate. That's why so many people were irritated. You know, and there's so many things we're not talking about at length. Spending time on, you know, aliens and, you know, (laughs) the biggest conversation was abortion. Yeah. Great job, GOP. Well, and you've got eight guys you're trying to give equal time to or eight people. I mean, geez, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, any way you look at it. Trump, of course, has hauled in a whole lot of money since the mugshot. Golly. It's remarkable. And now the date is March 4th. For the D.C. case. It's not political, though. (laughs) Jeez. Right in the middle of the smack dab, right in the middle of the primaries. Yes. Holy smokes. So you have that, and then another one that is right now scheduled for May 24th. Although D.C. has told Alvin Bragg in New York, uh, ours is going to take precedent over you. I mean, that's basically what they're saying. And then the Mar-a-Lago documents case is supposed to be in May. So keeping up to date on all that. Um, I saw this story out of the New York Post, and honestly, I could not believe it when I first saw it. And 
know, sometimes you forget names of people in the news that are there for a couple of weeks and then gone. Mm -hmm. But sometimes a descriptor will bring you right back. Yeah. And if you say the teacher with the Z cup prosthetic breasts. Oh, yeah. No, they know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. Most people remember who that is. Shop teacher, correct? Yes. Yes. Because that was the whole thing. I mean, right. these things, I mean, getting in the way of, of, of a of, saw. Yeah, the buzz saws. Yes. Yes. So I could not believe that parents of high schoolers at Nora Francis Henderson Secondary School in Hamilton, Ontario, have been warned by the school's principal that there may be protests and disruptions because they've hired this teacher. Kayla Lemieux. We are writing to you today because we anticipate the school your child is uh, attending this year, Norm Francis Henderson, may receive some level of public attention, and we want to communicate what this means for you, your children, and our school. That's from Principal Tom Fisher. This is unbelievable. Why is it unbelievable? Is, is this dude going to wear the prosthetics again in the new school? The way I understand it, Scott, and in the story, this person says they're not prosthetics. They're real. No, they're not. That's what the person says. Please. Those are real <laughs> and spectacular. I know. I was just going to say that. I thought the same thing. Sorry. They're no. not. They're not real. Uh, of course not. Jeez. I mean, and you, if you haven't followed this story, there was also a story months ago now of this person without the wig and the yes. makeup. It's just a dude. Right. Without the prosthetics. Right. But then they're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't me. Well, and, there had to be some kind of condition, right? I mean, you would think you can't wear these teaching at our school. Right. And this person saying, oh, no, they're real. But, but we know they're, well, then, Okay. <laughs> Then somebody. How about this? I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna. I'll go along okay. with the way the story reads in All the right. post, and okay. then you can just react. This is crazy. I think this All is right. a lot of fun, actually. Okay. Um. Okay. The principal goes on. Should the school be subject to any disruptions, or protests, we are committed to communicating with you as openly and as frequently as possible to ensure student safety and to share any operational plans. <laughs> okay. Understanding the controversial storm that may follow the hiring, Fisher wrote that the new safety measures will be implemented to protect students and faculty as this teacher, Lemieux, joins their ranks. Uh, these safety precautions include having students enter and exit the building using assigned doors at entry and dismissal and locking exterior doors during school hours, only using the front main doors during school hours, according to the memo. Will you bring this into your school? Yes. There's no one else that applied for the job as the shop teacher. What the hell is going on here? Goes on. All students and visitors will be required to use an intercom system to enter and exit the building. Holy smokes. With parents being asked to email or call before coming to the school if they wish to visit or speak to an employee. Mel explained that the board has, quote, an obligation to uphold individual rights and treat everyone with dignity and respect. Yeah. As students ready to greet their new educator. You're putting everybody out. Exactly. this person Free. has a mental issue. Yeah, is mentally ill. Is there some sort of criteria? You have to have a percentage of mentally ill people in your workforce? Is that a union thing? I don't even, <laughs> I don't even, what is this? <laughs> So everyone can pretend along with yeah. this charade. Yeah. Be, That's what we're doing. Yeah, and you're putting all these safety precautions in for what reason? Okay. Story goes on. It's unclear, it's unclear whether Lemieux, who was not explicitly named in the memo, 
explicitly, uh, but referred to as an experienced educator who is recently the subject of public attention pertaining to their gender expression while teaching at a school in a different community. Oh, gosh. What a bunch of garbage that is. Well, yeah. Um, Wow. Yeah, and you remember? how do you remember the story going down as far as the end of that person's tenure? How do you remember it? I guess I, I just assumed, and maybe it wasn't, I don't remember it incorrectly, that they just weren't going to tolerate it anymore and was asked to not do what he was doing and uh, summarily was let go. Lemieux was put on paid leave in March. Oh, that's right. He was. After he? the photo yeah. of her teaching shop went viral, angering parents, of course. a dude. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. reading, I'm reading right know, from the post know, to get your reaction. I know. Um, so anyway, uh, then it's unclear if this person was fired or left on their own volition, preparing to start the new job at this other high school. Um, but in a past interview with the Post, the teacher adamantly said her breasts were not fake, even after being photographed leaving home without them on. I'm not wearing prosthetic breasts. These are real. No, they're not. I mean, everybody knew that. Look at them. I mean, you know, I've been around longer than anybody on this show, and I can tell you right now, I've seen a lot. I've admired a lot, but I've never seen anything like that. All right? You know why? Because it's not real. This guy. Man, oh, man. Yeah. So what's to stop you from putting like a a belting sander on and having a flopper there for the class saying, no, (laughs) it's totally legit. What? Uh, The person uh, said that they've never received a formal diagnosis for these whoppers, (laughs) claiming that her doctor said she suffers from a condition known as, is it gynomastia? Is that how you pronounce it? Big old boobio. (laughs) (laughs) They wobble to and fro, tie them in a knot and a bow. Right. Exactly. Wrap them over your well. It's ridiculous. Like a it's like a Russ Meyer Sorry. movie. I mean, it does. I know. It, it, it's, it looks like a Russ Meyer movie. Yes. Uh, and the headlights are on high beam all the time too. They have to be. By the way. Well, there's people that do this that get their jollies from it. Oh, well, sure. Dress up, like but they this. don't teach your kids. No, they don't. They're at some campground way out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> prancing around the woods like that. That that's fine. Is that how they do it? They're prancing in the That's woods? That's how I picture it. <laughs> like, have you seen video of this? No, I haven't, okay. but I'm just, I just, in my mind, that's, killing me. that's where they would go to congregate. Yeah. They'd be running around the fire. I know we're probably spending too much time on this story. I know, but it's just ridiculous. Well, this is, I can't leave this just alone. I got to give the statement. Uh, this Lemieux person says, it's rare. There's no doubt about it. It affects women on a very rare basis. But in my case, I believe, and my doctor thinks, because I have XX chromosomes as well, that has something to do with, and hormone sensitivity to estrogen has caused it. Oh, gosh. Okay, if people have that, where are other pictures of people? Because you've never seen anything like this. No. No. Of course. Yeah. Then saying that wasn't me that was photographed walking on the sidewalk without him and the wig. Uh, this is who I am. <laughs> so, yeah, a whole school has got to deal with that. But you hired him. They brought him in and hired him. They did. Why would you bring a distraction like that into your school? Why would you do that? You're trying to make a statement. You're there to, you're there to teach children. Not to, it, 
to embrace somebody's weirdo fantasy. Marxist you know? utopia, man. Golly. Let let the freak flags fly. And if it's around your kids, you just deal with it. Again. That's just part of it. God. Oh, there's a whole other report out there. I don't know if you've seen this. Because this is the United States. Library Association's president does want to stock kids' shelves with a bunch of LGBTQ plus propaganda no. and porn stuff. Nope. Right nope. in the libraries. Nope. That's the American Accountability Foundation, conservative nonprofit, published this video and memo compiling radical quotes from Emily Drabinsky, president of the powerful American Library Association. Uh, this nonprofit that receives some of its money from member libraries. A lot of those are taxpayer funded. It's the oldest and biggest library association. There's like 50,000 members. I didn't it, know there was a library union. Did you? You learn a lot when you prep for the show, I guarantee Holy you. Holy smokes, yeah. man. Well, and this coordinates programs at local libraries across America. I think a lot of people in the United States would think about these library programs for years and decades, thinking, oh, these are good things. And then you read the story, you're like, holy smokes, man. When you talk about how the far left has weaseled its way into every part of American life, mm-hmm. It, you really see it. Well, they made it afraid to uh, to offer up any sort of, of, of disagreement. They made you, they turned you into a, a homophobe or a right. I mean, and people are afraid to say anything. They just are. Well, this president Emily Drabinsky mm-hmm. is a self-described lesbian Marxist. It doesn't hide from being a Marxist at all. Um, attacks anyone conservative. Or parents that say, hey, this isn't appropriate, as far-right, white supremacist, fascist. Okay. Or an angry white mob. Or the Christo-fascist right. There we go. Um, And Drabinsky said, being a Marxist is very much who I am and shapes a lot of how I think about social change. And so, really just trying to stock libraries across the country with a lot of stuff... um, that is basically porn. Again, any stupid representative or politician in your neighborhood that supports this sort of thing, have them read these books out loud to children and let the, let make sure that every news crew is there with their cameras to record it. Well, whenever a lot of people do start to do that, they shut them down. They turn well, I, the mics I, off. It's always crazy. I want to see the politician who endorses this sort of thing do that. Yeah. Sit down there and do it. If you're, not a, if, if you're the one pushing for this and saying, well, you people are banning books, then go ahead. You first sit down there in front of all these kids at the library and read them these books out loud. Well, Drabinsky's a big supporter of Drag Queen Story Hour. Of course she is. And in this piece from the Federalist, talked about in a 2013 academic paper, said that religious books under the Dewey Decimal System are overwhelmingly Christian and present heterosexuality as normative. Well, okay. How dare they? Yeah. See, when she was 14... That was the moment she determined she was lesbian because she found a, quote, magical library book that contained, quote, fantastic queer sex in a field. And that was a life changer. And so she wants these books everywhere. Yes. Okay. Again, that's the American Library Association. The president. Yeah. It's Again, the whole, I... we're not coming after your kids. No. And then you're like, no, you are. See how you We are because we need to. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, just be honest about it from the get-go. They know better for your kids than you do. That's what they say. Yeah. Okay.
So, yeah. <laughs> you job, say more people are homeschooling now than ever before? Really? Job for a parent gets harder all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, news update. And did a guy get struck by lightning twice in five minutes? Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out today back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. You know, Merrick Garland's Department of Justice has plenty on their plate. It, the fact that they want to meddle in Virginia, the school board, mm-hmm. is disgusting. I don't know yeah. if you heard about this story, uh, but the school district in Virginia rejected this offer from the Department of Justice to step in as a mediator over its decision on whether to implement guidelines from the governor there, Yunkin, that say school districts can't transition the gender of a child without parental consent. And so you had uh, two congressmen, Ben Klein, Morgan Griffith, write to the Roanoke Country School Board um, after they learned through a report that the Department of Justice wanted to step in to the local political matter using its CRS, Community Relations Service. The Department of Justice said it had the ability to step in as a mediator due to, quote, ongoing community tensions in Roanoke following the release of the new model policies for transgender students. Okay, so they're saying, uh, no, uh, we don't need you here at all. Right. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like this full court press is not letting up anywhere. Even with the spotlight on the Department of Justice and Garland on a number of different things. It's just stunning to me. And I, I again, I mean, it's become almost every day we talk about it that that this is even an issue. That we're yes. even talking about this as a matter of con- of consternation here. You know what? How is anybody looking at this going, you know, parents don't have the right to know. No, I mean, that's upside down in the I mean, polling. It, it's completely upside down, and it should be. It's but, like businesses enacting illegal policies yeah. against their customer base, and it makes no sense. I, and then you're like, okay, this, there's something bigger at play here. Ha- but in schools? Yes. I mean, are they receiving checks from the same people? Man. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but... It, again, this empty-headed stuff where you just look at it and go, I don't even know why we're having this argument. This doesn't even make any sense to me. No. Of course parents need to be involved. They do. Golly. If you saw a headline about a guy getting struck by lightning twice in five minutes. Oh, boy. They're saying it's possible, but this happened in China. Holy the reporting God. is not always no. the top. Um, but according to media there, this dude was outside his home during a thunderstorm. He was struck, saw a white light before losing consciousness, fell to the ground. Then, before he realized what happened, boom, struck again. Family called for an ambulance. He was rushed to the hospital, treated for third-degree burns on his feet, waist, and butt, but miraculously going to be okay. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp off today, back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. There's a lot of talk about Trump, the mugshot. We know the court date is March 4th, at least for one of the cases where he's mm-hmm. indicted. Okay, trying to keep them all straight.
Okay. That's the one from D.C. About the 2020 election. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Yeah. Now, as far as Mar-a-Lago, the documents, that's in May. Okay, got it? The Alvin Bragg, the one in New York, that's May 24th. But the judge in D.C. has basically said to Alvin Bragg, hey, we got president here. Holy smokes. So we may be you know, overriding you. You may have to push that to some other date. That's as I understand it right now. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people talking about that. Now, there's millions of Americans talking about Biden and the trouble he's in. There's a lot of people that only pay attention to legacy media that really don't know what's going on. He doesn't know. Well, I think he does in his incoherent way. But September could be when impeachment talk really heats well, up. That's yeah. as we understand it. But they just keep talking and nobody's doing it. It's just frustrating for me. I think we're going to get there. I hope so. Well, well, I'll play a little audio for you. Now, this you've heard before, if you remember. And this ties Hunter Biden, Joe Biden together. Ukraine, Burisma. Remember Joe bragging about how he's going to get this prosecutor who was looking into Burisma fired when he was the vice president and bragged about it. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. In aid. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. How about that? See, I had a lot of power as vice president. I'd get stuff done. Yep. Well, why do you do that? Hmm, that's interesting. So fast forward to now, as you know, so many documents have been uncovered, and there's a money trail, and twenty to thirty million dollars is coming to the Biden family, dispersed amongst Biden family members. But apparently, all but Joe were led to believe that. <laughs> but that prosecutor in this case in Ukraine, Victor Torkin, why was he fired? And Brian Kilmeade from Fox does an interview with this guy. Oh wow! Okay. He's been poisoned many times. Yeah. Mercury. Yeah. Uh, But one of the first questions he asked was, hey, by the way, when you were looking into Burisma and you were fired, um, why were you fired? And you hear him giving the answer, and then you have the interpreter. I have said repeatedly in my previous interviews that Poroshenko fired me at the insistence of the then Vice President Biden because I was investigating Burisma. Okay. All right. Um, so Kilmeade comes back. And I'll go ahead and include Kilmeade asking this question. That audio I just played of Biden saying, oh, son of a, hmm, got fired. Saying, hey, what did you think as the prosecutor when you saw that? This is interesting. When you saw the tape of Vice President Biden speaking to the Council on Foreign Relations, saying you had six hours to fire you, or you're not going to get the billion dollars. Not only the position of President Poroshenko, the office of President Poroshenko was humiliated, but the entire country of Ukraine was humiliated. And uh, I developed a very firm understanding of the fact that Vice President, the Vice President was only acting in his own interests. He, generally speaking, handled Ukraine like um, it was his own backyard. He would put people uh, that were suitable for him. He would arrange for them to be put in certain positions. (laughs) And then the money came back to the family. I mean... And it wasn't that long ago that we also learned, and someone, you know, a lot of people, I guess, suspected it. But it was Biden lobbying 
to Obama, let me take over Ukraine as far as our diplomatic relations. Let me take care of that. Well, okay, Joe. Joe knew what he was getting into, I believe. Well, it was a country that very little people were paying attention to. Yes. And, you know, you don't want to get to a country where actually there's like a real working media and people are actually reporting facts. And, you know, you want to go somewhere that's favorable to the U.S. because they need us for the money. Well, and you go back over the last 10 years when it would be assessed, okay, where are the most corrupt countries in the world? Oh, they, uh, absolutely. They were, on, they were on in the top three anyway. Yeah, number one, several yeah, times. Yeah, in a lot and, of places, yeah. You know, a lock for the top three. I mean, you, you don't even th- I mean, because of what's happened recently, that the memory is short on that end of things. Yes. The corruption that ran amok. Yes. And, the, and corruption, of course, buys things. It doesn't create things. And so they they put the kid on the board, and the, the, it's a no-show job. It's like the old union leaders used to do when all their relatives were working in places, you know, and no-show, they never showed up. Yeah. And same thing with this. I mean, it's the same thing, except there's a lot more money. That's right. Gosh dang. Wow. Then you got Kevin McCarthy, House Republican leader, talking, yeah, I mean, it looks like to get more answers that we can't get answers to, we'd have to go with the impeachment proceedings. Right. And you think about the reason Trump was impeached the first time, talking with Ukraine, hey, about this Biden thing. All of a sudden, boy, he looks a whole lot better for that. I don't know that legacy media will tell its audience that. No. But, I mean, as we're watching this unfold, yeah, he was pretty much right all along on that one. Well, the Republicans got to damage Joe Biden in this way, and they got to keep the pressure on him for throughout the election season for sure. Well, you know, and that is true. But my goodness, we shouldn't have a president that's this corrupt. Well, of course not. You know, not to not to mention he's out of his mind. I mean, that's just something else that goes along with it. <laughs> he is. I know. I know. I know. We sit here. I know. We talk about you can't a guy trust who's anything. You can't trust institutions. You the, can't trust the president. Right. The receipts are thick that this guy was up to no good and was selling influence through his kid. And was and was making money because of it. Yes, and that he doesn't know what planet he's on most of the time. No, it's bad all the way around. And this is this. Well, it was something we talked about uh, a little bit earlier that the CDC had removed the COVID vaccine adverse event reports from its website. That's interesting. Now that COVID's made a, is coming back, right? Very much so. Yeah. They're starting to talk about yeah, like, we have boosters and all this. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. They just did that very quietly? Well, they got one coming out here in, what, a couple of weeks? And the, a new one, a new for this variant. Yes. And, and again, people are like, well, why is this gone? Why did they take this down? Adverse effects, we need to know what they are before we take a vaccine, don't we? We should, yes. Yeah, of course. But because the trust has been broken, people are like, I'm, I'm not even going to look at this. I already don't trust you people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to even listen to what you have to say. No. And... You know, it's the same way. And people aren't going to, like, beat their chest on this, but it's a head-scratcher for a lot of people. You see news over the weekend. LeBron James' son, Bronny, remember the cardiac arrest? Yeah. During basketball practice? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Frightening. Um, the headline was the cardiac arrest was due to a congenital heart defect. That's what a spokesperson for the family said. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you certainly heard of that before. Um. And the thing is, man, can you still play basketball with a congenital congenital heart defect? They're saying yes. 
You can't. They're expecting him to get back uh, to practice, you know, as soon as possible. Huh. Are you surprised by that? I am very much surprised by that. Why is that? Um, well, it's a congenital heart defect, and I'm just I'm just going to read the definition here. Is according to most places I've read, something that a problem with the structure of the heart that a child is born with. It seems like when we've heard that before yeah. is after a young athlete, something terrible happens. Right. Sometimes death. Well, they, and it's they, like they, they would have it. no they would have no reason to check it until then, right? They yes. There's no symptoms, no signs, right? Yes. Some congenital heart defects in children are simple and don't need treatment. Right. Others in children are more complex and may require several surgeries performed over a period of several years. In the statement, it said it's a functionally significant congenital heart defect, which can and will be treated. We are confident in Brownie's full recovery and return to basketball in the very near future. Gosh dang. Why do you say gosh dang? Well, I, I mean... Because you're saying if it was your son, you'd be nervous? No, well, yes. And I would also say what a risk you're taking at, at USC to put him back on the court again. I mean, well, I where's mean, where's the liability lie here? I mean, where's the responsibility for a pro? Uh, 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 well, their doctors are saying, "Hey, man, this is treatable, and he's able to play." My point is, God, there are enough know. people that are like, "Wait a second, yeah. I don't, I can't trust any of this." No, especially when you're talking about the heart and myocarditis, vaccine, and it's really unfortunate. And I've had. Many doctors say it is. It is unfortunate because the trust is gone. And the CDC, Fauci, a lot of people did that to themselves. Well, I'm, I'm reading some replies here. There was one that comes from a cardiac nurse, and she says, an atomically, functionally significant anomaly is serious. Very treatable, but serious. Blood thinners and long periods and lots of rest or exercise and no stress to treat it. Now, that's, again, she works with this sort of thing all the time. Okay. This is somebody you know? No, I don't know them. So we're doing user comments for facts. Well, no, I'm, well, people don't lie about what they are, you know. <laughs> oh, no, never. Well, okay, maybe she is lying. Hey, I read this thing on the internet in the comments no. section. It is an expert, okay? Trust me on this. But, again, there's been a lot of people with adverse reactions to the... I know. To the uh, no, I, I, I'm not saying trust me on this. I'm just saying I, I know I'm reading. I'm reading as you, we're on the air here about some of the the effects of this thing, and some people are quoted in articles and saying that no, this is okay. Something that you have to be. I mean, you're on medications the rest of your life. No, just, no, no doubt about. Let me that. switch gears. I ask you a different question, Scott. Okay. All right. Say you were still drinking well, responsibly. Yeah, of course. All right. Always, like I could. Um, would you trust Costco with your booze? What do you mean? Like if it was Costco brand? Like their own brand of booze? Yeah. Would you trust it? Yeah. Well, if I can't afford something a little more highbrow than that, that I don't need to be drinking, period. I saw a lot of what you drank. Costco would be like a step up. No, it wouldn't. I yeah. was a Bud Light guy. I was a Bud Budweiser or a Bud Light guy. quality stuff. Costco beer? No, vodka. Oh, vodka. I bring the story up. Because Costco's apologizing after a recent batch of their Kirkland vodka had a weird smell and taste to it. But it did. Mm hmm. A lot of customers said, hey, it tastes like a multivitamin or something. Ooh. And usually vodka drinkers are like, just as long as it's not too bad, it's fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, Costco said no food safety issue. Uh, 
But they admit it did not meet their quality expectations. Okay. There's no official word, but there's a, you know different employees that have been online since we're a show that definitely just takes user comments for gold. Uh, apparently, they say it was in a container that previously held rum, and it wasn't completely clean between uses like it should have been. And they think that's the reason it's got this multivitamin taste. Hmm. Um, but they've listed the lot numbers online for the affected vodka, along with the dates it was on shelves, which was June 12th through August 10th, and you can get a refund on that. Hmm. Just so you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're high above the Costco brand when it comes to anything, even booze, Scott. Well, I was not a vodka drinker. I know. But no, was... I wouldn't. If I had my druthers, I don't think I'd ask for a Costco and orange juice. <laughs> Some other time when we have time, I'll tell you about a vodka test taste that one person could not believe. Because you mix it with something a lot of times you can't tell. It's true. Okay, headline. A sperm donor chases a role in the lives of the 96 children he fathered. That and a news update straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out today. Back tomorrow. Okay. Mentioned earlier the... Trump January 6th trial is going to start March 4th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not political. When the GOP primaries are going yeah, on. Yeah, not political. Day before Super Tuesday. They just want you to know it has nothing to do with politics. No one's above the law. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Um, well, Trump's legal team, they're going to fight this. Sure. We'll see where it goes. No, so much to get figured out but i think it's a clear to a whole lot of people i what's going on there more on that in a little bit i mentioned this headline a sperm donor chases a role in the lives of the 96 children he fathered this is from the wall street journal i'm like what wow nick cannon you got work to do well this guy didn't enjoy the no he didn't he was a beaker he was in a beaker <laughs> <laughs> he started doing this when he was younger this guy it's like 100 bucks a throw Wow. Um, and the subtitle of the story from the Wall Street Journal is it's become easier to find the identities of sperm donors. The loss of anonymity can open up complicated questions about boundaries, responsibilities, and sometimes ambivalent relationships. Yeah. I mean, this is this brave new progressive world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And so this dude, Dylan Stone Miller... Says uh, took a 9,000-mile road trip this summer to see some of his 96 kids. Holy cow. Emotionally, logistically, in all ways, it is complicated for the kids, their families, and for this dude. Called a prolific 32-year-old sperm donor. (laughs) I guess. Prolific would be a good word. His road trip is part of a larger odyssey to figure out how he fits in the lives of the boys and girls he fathered. Well... Just by donating. Yeah, that's tough. You don't. What do you mean? Well, they all have mothers and fathers. You got Well, don't they? I mean. No. Okay, well, some are just mothers, I suppose. Well, I mean, you've also got mothers. Maybe it was a lesbian couple, but those end in divorce, too. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems to muck up the waters even more. I thought legally, I I didn't know he could do this. If you were a contributor and got paid for it, that 
that that you just remained anonymous. That bought your that's, anonymity. Yes, that's what the whole piece is about. I'm yeah. like, well, this is a world I didn't know really that existed. Yeah, I didn't either. I heard about it. It's not like I participated. Why do you feel like you need to clear yourself on that? <laughs> I, 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 I felt weird after I said it. Like people are going to think I was, you know, I was that guy. I'm not. Who would want these jeans? Gosh dang. <laughs> Nobody. Well, it, they said it, it, it used to be just total secrecy, but it's changed. And he gave permission for the bank to reveal his identity to any of his biological children after they turn 18. Hmm. But then he joined a Facebook group that opened up, and he said, I wanted to watch the children grow up, and then he's met some of them. But then the kids are confused, and it's it's a, seems like a crazy sort of mess. Yeah. But... Again, man, it's the progressive world that we're living in right now. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, I always ask David, I'll ask you, Scott, biggest story today. Well, I think it has to be the Trump. uh, They set the date, the court date, and it's right right in the middle of of the season. The the D.C. January 6th case. Yeah, right. Oh, they're they're all going to be sitting there before the election. They're all going to take place before the election. Not necessarily. Well, maybe. I don't know. uh, How could they? How can you properly prepare for those four before Election Day? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that's possible. Well, it's going to screw it up one way or another. It's going to muck up the waters, which is what they wanted to do anyway. I think so. Yeah. All right. So an update on that. Also, your big three of the day. Yeah. The trifecta. Yeah. And there's a new app out. But you have to be worth at least $30 million to use the app. We'll explain. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, off today, back tomorrow. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins, got the trifecta coming up in just a few. Um, we were talking about Trump and dates being set for trials, all of that stuff. Um, we talked about DeSantis uh, earlier in the show, bad faith media trying to paint him in a light. Uh, it's just the same nonsense over and over and over and over. One person we haven't talked about much today is Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. So what is your opinion now on Vivek? Uh, it hasn't changed that much. I mean, I like him. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, I do like him a lot, actually, yeah. So you've heard some of the backlash yeah, him since the well, debate. They don't talk about you unless they're threatened by you or they feel threatened by you or they feel like you're going to grab some kind of power they want. Then all of a sudden the knives come out. And this is interesting because... I realize that there are some holes in his resume. I mean, the George Soros thing bugs me like to no end. And then I think um, some people would say he's not who he appears right, to be and, right now. And there is a mechanical element to him. I'll agree with you there. But he's bright. He's articulate. He articulates a vision uh, fairly simply that everyone can digest. Um, I mean, I like the guy. He's now, fearless in a lot of ways, I, and, and that you could say, well, he's just a provocateur. Well, he's got nothing to lose. I mean, he, he's like, hey, man, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to call him as I see him, and if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But he does. By the way, you know, there's a lot of back and forth right now with he and the squad. Oh, I know, especially Ayanna Presley. Yeah, well, she was on CNN over the weekend. That makes me like him more. If you have you heard this exchange? No, I have not. Oh. Uh, it starts with, 
Dana Bash. You took issue with comments from Congresswoman Ayanna Presley. She reportedly said, quote, we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown, vo a brown voice. About that, you said, these are the words of the modern grand wizards of the modern KKK. Oh. You know, I'm sure, the KKK was responsible for more than a century's worth of horrific lynchings, rapes, murders of black people. How in any way are the views you're talking about comparable to the views and atrocities committed by the KKK? Just pause for a second. This is where we're used to someone saying, you know what, either that was taken out of context or obviously I didn't mean it that way. It came out a certain way. And I want to apologize if you took it that way. Yeah. How does Vivek respond? Well... What I said is the Grand Wizards of the KKK would be proud of what they would hear her say because there's nothing more racist than saying that your skin color predicts something no, about the you content didn't, you of didn't your just viewpoints say that, you or You didn't just ideas. say they would be proud. You said these are the words of the modern Grand Wizards of the modern KKK. It is the same spirit. You're right about that, Dana. I think it is the same spirit to say that I can look at you and based on just your skin color, that I know something about the content of your character, that I know something about the content of the viewpoints you're allowed to express. For Ayanna Presley to tell okay, me that's... that because of my skin color, I can't express my views, that is wrong. It is divisive. That is, it is a, driving hate that is in this a debate. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't back down. I mean, she doesn't like the answer. No, she doesn't. No. Because I don't think she's used to that either. No. So I think that's one of the reasons that he is definitely rising right now. Well, again, this is a guy who's in the Republican Party who is rising in the polls and and is a uh, a, a brown person. Yeah. So then he can't possibly be representing that, that, uh, that racial minority because, after all, he's conservative. Well, so we have to poke holes so we got to call him names. Yeah, that's how it works. The other thing that it illustrates to me, and you tell me if this is off base in your opinion, that the old guard GOP is dead with a lot of Republican voters. Because he's not that. No, he's not that at all. And the people that really seem to rise, and you think about, okay, DeSantis, especially before the presidential right. campaign, yeah. like just as the governor of Florida, his star was shining very bright because he would fight back and push back. Ramaswamy does it. Trump is the one that brought it in. And you think again, and I know we've said it many times back to 2015, people were shocked that he was gaining so much traction because the voters were so sick of the party, not really working for mm -hmm. them or looking out for them saying what they wanted to say to be represented, to push back. And that's another guy that's doing it. I mean, I think Ramaswamy also appeals to a, a wide swath demographically. I think he could connect with people who are younger, and the Republican Party has had a problem with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, No, I I think that's spot on. Yeah. We agree? Holy crap. I know. I know. It's amazing. About that. Well, it's... you know, we, we agree around Ramaswamy. Yeah, I mean, but I would still tell you this. I'm not going to say I'm all in. No, no not yet. No, there's no, no, too no. much you just don't know. No, it takes a I, while in one I, of these I'm things. I'm hesitant, too, because I think America went all in on guys like Obama because he was going to be the, the torchbearer for a new generation. He was going to bring people together and all that, and one of the more divisive people on the planet.
Well said. You know, so we'll see. We'll see. Again, we don't know anything about this guy. Hardly it's, it's at all. It's sort of like I like a lot of what he's saying yeah. right now. We'll see. Yeah, what I see, I like. Yeah. There you go. All right. Time for the trifecta. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, always helps by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Waited all weekend for you. Never showed up. Gotcha. I know. I'm ready. Never. Okay. Three. A Canadian professor who specializes in, get this, fat studies. Oh. There is such a thing. Claimed that aiming for an obesity-free future is fat-phobic and blasted the biopolitics agenda as an attack on fat people. Fadi Shandura, an associate professor at the Feminist Institute of Social Transformation at Carleton University in Canada, uh, said that it draws on a feminist new materialism to examine the intersections between fat studies, colonialism, racism, queer, and transphobia. Here we go. The critical disability studies scholar wrote that it was fatphobic to have public health conversations and to tamp down on obesity. Wait a second, man. All right. Honestly, tell me if I've missed it. When people are talking about that issue, it's about health. Yes, it is. There's just facts about health. But you make people feel bad about themselves. Okay. You're fatphobic. No. It's no good. There is a better way to be healthy. Do you remember with COVID? Oh, no, I... People I, under the no, age of yeah, 60? Yeah. I know, I agree with you. I mean, it's just... That if you're going to die, what did, what was it, over 80% have in common? Well, you can't point out things that are bad really? for you anymore and say they're bad for you. Why? Because, because someone tried feelings. to change the rules? Yeah, because, no, of, you, you know, Lizzo is changing the, is pushing the boundaries on that now. Oh, please. See, we, you accept it and you move on. Quit you can live it. your life however you want, but tonight to talk about what's healthy. Quit making people feel bad about oh, it. Oh, please. Okay. And the countdown continues. Why did they do that with smoking? Go ahead and smoke. Hey. Scott Robbins, trifecta top three of the You're day. smoke phobic. Yes. to number yes. two. Mm-hmm. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson facing a backlash. This is one of the crazier stories. The mayor of Chicago filed a lawsuit against Kia and Hyundai over claims that they manufactured cars that the manufactured cars lacked appropriate anti-theft measurements. People can't can't stop stealing when you make it so easy. You can't even make this stuff up, man. This is not (laughs) the onion. A Democratic alderman there, one of the guys who's clearest is a guy named Raymond Lopez. He mocked Johnson over the lawsuit, calling the move a play from a socialist playbook. (laughs) Crime continues to rage across this city, and he's blaming Kia and Hyundai. (laughs) The impact of car theft in Chicago residents can be deeply destabilizing, particularly for low-to-middle-income workers who have fewer options for getting to work and taking care of their families, Johnson said. The failure of Kia and Hyundai to install basic auto theft prevention technology to these models (laughs) is sheer negligence. And as a result... (laughs) A citywide and nationwide crime spree around automobiles they yes. make has been unfolding right before our eyes. The mayor then claimed that the f- the future defect was broadcast throughout social media. The thieves saw it and started stealing them. <laughs> it's the car, not the criminal. Okay. And it affects lower income people. Yeah. 
Okay. This is insane. Do you know how nuts it's, this is? It's just another step. Remember, it was the summer of love, and you had all these people going into like jewelry stores yeah. and just smash and grab. And I, it was Lightfoot at the time saying, I'm very disappointed. They should have more security in these stores. <laughs> right. What? I know. It's their fault? I know. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> it's Kia and Hyundai's fault. They're going to make it harder to steal the car. Why did they target those two automakers? Apparently those are the two that are stolen the most. Those two in particular. Has nothing to do other than that. No. Not anything about race or anything. Just making no. sure. Yeah, I just... Huh? <laughs> huh? Oh. Gosh, dang. You're right. Okay. There's a third one. Yes, it's the Scott Robbins <laughs> trifecta. His top three stories of the day up to number one. Riley Gaines is in the news. She spoke in Nebraska yesterday. Uh, and with the help uh, from uh, local media, the framing of the story, you know how they frame it all the time. Uh, one of these senators there by the name of Megan Hunt decided she'd weigh in on it. Senator so Riley Gaines is talking about just protecting uh, yeah, women's well, sports that's, that's from transgender. They, yeah, they hire her to dudes. bring her in to speak on this, yes. and she'll do it. Okay. But one of the senators, Megan Hunt from Nebraska, said uh, tweeted out, it can be hard when you're young to not win a trophy sometimes. But we grow up and realize it's not the end of the world. We don't need to turn that loss into our entire personality. Damn! Are you out of your mind? Well, Riley Gaines responded. But it's so dishonest. It is. And so awful. Uh, Riley Gaines followed up. Imagine missing the point this much, LOL. (laughs) It's not about the trophy. It never has been. The trophy is meaningless, and it devalued entirely. It's about the message it sends to us. It's the same message you're sending that we don't matter. Nebraska girls deserve better than you. She followed that up with, and by the way, I didn't lose to the uh, six foot four male cosplaying as a woman. We tied. The sore loser argument doesn't work here, but good try. Back to the drawing board on how you can make excuses to continue denying females worth and value. Boom. I think most people understand what it's about with Riley Gaines. But it's always easy to take the, oh, you're just a sore loser. You say you didn't win the trophy. I understand it's hard when you don't win the trophy. It's not about the trophy, Senator, you dope. Okay. Yeah, so when it's that one video of the biological dude that identifies as a chick and playing rugby and right. mauling people yeah just tell the girls there get over it get over it. it's not about you know yeah, so take what? your beating didn't win the trophy not everybody can win a trophy there you have it yes the scott robbins trifecta top three of the day well done golly all right we got to get to a news update oh i also got to tell you about this app that you can't use unless you're worth 30 million dollars and nimrods in the news all on the way goodbye all right the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp out back tomorrow. There's Scott Robbins. Uh, polling averages, real clear. Oh. National average. Yeah. Trump's still at 53%. Yeah. DeSantis, 13. Ramaswamy, 7.5. Hmm. If I remember right, he's got to get to 10 by, is it Thursday? Is that what it is? I think so. Okay. I lose the bet to you. So we'll see. Gosh, dang. I, wow. What? There's not even anybody close. No, it really is I mean, isn't. it's just a runaway. Yes, very much so. Man. And when you look at the betting averages, and it's early. Today, betting. Have you seen this recently? No, I have not. For president, 
Biden, 34.7%. Trump, 27.6%. You know who's third? No. They could guess. It's going to be somebody not even in the race, right? No. Um, no, no. Oh, it is somebody in the race? Yep. Ramaswamy. It is. All right. At seven. You know who's after that? DeSantis. No. Newsom. Jeez. 6.3. Man. It's always interesting to look at the betting markets. He's going to debate DeSantis, right? What's that? He and Newsom are going to tangle with each other? If Newsom agrees. I think think they're settling this thing right now. I think it looks like it's going to happen. That's bad news for Joe, by the way. That's really bad news for him. You're right. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned this. Um, There is a new app called Miria. Have you heard of this? Mm -mm. This was a New York Post story. This is wild, man. Because a reporter got access to it. You can't sign uh, sign up for it because you got to be worth $30 million. Oh. It's only for super wealthy people. Okay. But if you're a member, you can text them to get pretty much anything. So you want front row seats to Taylor Swift? Nah, that's no big deal. They can do that. You want dinner with Taylor Swift? They can do that too. Again, it's invite only, and you need a net worth of at least $30 million. Gosh. The average member is worth $600 million. A dude named Ray Fleming's launched it. Used to work in the music business and build up a huge Rolodex. So apparently over the past 10 years or so, he's become the go-to guy when celebrities and billionaires need something. Said, for example, he got a client two seats at the Oscars sitting ninth row next to Jeff Bezos. Took him less than a day. There's less than 100 members right now. You know, I was wondering wondering that because I saw the celebrities who went to Taylor Swift shows. I'm like, they couldn't have bought these tickets, right? I just figured they had the cash to do it, it the secondary market, but yeah. you got somebody like, like that. That like, guy's just getting them for you. Okay. It's like, what? what is it exactly you need? Yeah, I can hook you up. Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah, no problem. I got you. What wow. would it cost to have dinner with Taylor Swift? You'd like it, wouldn't you? I wonder what that would cost. It's an interesting question. 20000 Let's get to them, Ross. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Go to Pennsylvania. 46-year-old alleged drug dealer, Alan Phelan. Uh, he was arrested. You know who tipped him off? No. The cops? Alan Phelan? No. <laughs> He called them to his apartment. He said, someone broke into my place. They smashed a window. Okay. Well, Alan forgot. Uh-oh. Uh, drugs and paraphernalia sitting right in plain sight. Forgot to put that away. He's just incensed about, hey, someone's trying to rip me off. Dope. They found fentanyl, meth, marijuana, prescription meds oh, that he boy. didn't have prescriptions for. Also baggies and glass vials. He's facing a slew of charges for possession with intent to deliver. That's why they call it Nimrods in the News. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.